Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's November 20, 2019, and this is episode 685. So I'm sitting here today in my studio, my humble little, very little <laughs> Tokyo studio with a very good an old oldish friend now um but uh, you know i don't mean as in you're old but we've known each other for uh, for a number of years now and i'm i'm very happy to be sitting here today with brian wood koyua so brian welcome to the podcast thank you nice to be here thank you for inviting me to your home studio <laughs> it's uh, very you're very much welcome I, I really have i've been meaning to do this for a number of years um i love your street photography and your way of thinking. So what we're going to do today is to dig into a little bit of both of those uh, those areas. And sure. before we do that, obviously we're both um, Western people living here in Japan. Yeah. What brought you to Japan? Well, it was back in 2000, mm. so almost 20 years ago. Wow, yeah. And I mm, just wanted something different. Well, yeah. I've traveled the world yeah. a lot. Yeah. I was in the Peace Corps, and mm -hmm. and so I was living in Boston for five years, and I just thought, well, it's time to go abroad again. Yeah. But I did the, you know, the adventure travel yeah. <laughs> before yeah. being in Peace Corps and doing this this things on my own. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll just get a job. Yeah. Um, and that, and I heard that Japan was just easy. Yeah. To get a job. In, oh, okay. You know, teaching English at first. Yeah. So I did that and I came over and uh, just taught English mm. for a couple of years. Then just a couple months into the, my stay here, actually I lived here in the same town mm. as you are. Mm. And I met my husband, well, yeah. future husband, yeah. just a couple of months later. So, and then I just stayed. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, Brilliant. So. That was you getting to Japan. Was photography a part of your life before that, or no, no? After coming all. to Japan, I wish it, I wish it were because you know being in Peace Corps and I was in Central Africa. Mm. I mean, I had a little point and shoot camera. Yeah. This was in the early '90s, so it was film. Yeah, um, but I had no. You know, it was just like everybody has a camera. Yeah. yeah. So I had that, but I didn't really use it to take photos mm. um, i took a few snapshots of us as our group yeah or in, in in the rainforest i was in the rainforest so yeah. um but yeah so i wish i i, I were more i was more into it mm. then but um no i didn't get into it until way into the digital era mm. yeah <laughs> so not until i came here yeah not until okay. here in japan so okay i guess i mean for me i i got into photography in my teens and I did a bit as I started to walk in the hills in, in Derbyshire in England, mm. but it was coming to Japan and the totally different culture and everything that really lit a fire for me in, in, on my photography as well. And mm -hmm. um, so I can totally understand that. So tell us about your, your main photographic genre. You know, what, what, what do you really enjoy doing in your photography? Uh, it's kind of... Difficult. <laughs> I guess the very broad genre is street photography. Mm. But I've kind of, you know, I've thought about it and I'm not, I'm a very shy person. Mm. 
So I don't, I'm not one of those people who gets right into your face and yeah. takes photos. Yeah. Um, and it's very difficult for me mm -hmm. to do that. And, and I felt pressured to do that mm -hmm. because that's what people say in yeah. street photography. Yeah. And I thought, well, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, if I don't feel comfortable doing it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm not, I, I'm more interested in the city as the concept. Mm and the built environment mm. of the city. So more into the buildings and the architecture. And people are there, mm. but they're not the main focus. Mm. So mm. I kind of veered towards just, I guess it's more just urban photography, mm. um, which is the, I guess, urban landscapes mm. or urban portraitures, but yeah. not people, you yeah. know, buildings or street corners or streets, actual streets. Mm. Um, and so I kind of started developing that because it's more interesting to me, the shapes, the geometries, mm. the color. Um, but Tokyo, when I first moved to Tokyo, it was a very gray city. Mm. And so black and white was, it works for black and white. Yeah, yeah. But now it's becoming more, a bit more colorful and more interesting architecture and not as concrete mm. as it used to be. Mm. Um, so I'm noticing a lot more color in the city. So I'm, I've become more interested in color mm. as a result of that. What would you say is the, your proportion of color to black and white these days? Uh, I think probably about 65, 70% color. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it depends on the day. Mm. If it's overcast and the gray day and Tokyo is still pretty gray yeah. looking, so that would be black and white. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, but if it's a bright sunny day, then the colors will pop. Yeah. Or, you know, so, and I do film a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> it has to also has to do with the film I have in the camera. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind yeah. Of it, so. yeah. So you, um, you've, as you say, you're using film and I, I have to thank you once again. A few weeks ago, I spoke with a mutual friend of ours, mm. Jack, mm. Uh, Jack Derner, yep. and we we mentioned in that as well. But you'd you'd put me onto the lab box. It was you know a few weeks ago we were talking as we as we often do by email, and you mentioned the lab box, and I think I'd I'd ordered it before I finished reading the end of your email. <laughs> Um, a little bit, as, as a, is often the case with me, I was a little bit too hasty and because then later you, you told me about the, the spindle. Yep. So I had to get another post, mm -hmm. another uh, package over from Hong Kong, which is where I found the, sort of one of the nearest places I could get, get one from. Yep. Um, but I have absolutely fallen in love with that little genius device. So I want to thank you for telling me about that. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> I didn't use it. I haven't even used it when yeah. I told you. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've used it now, though. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Um, we've both been um, been developing film in in that over the last uh, few days, really. Yeah. And I I just literally um, a couple of hours ago released a video of my first <laughs> attempt, and you'll see behind you there is another film. I actually oh, yeah. um, I actually sat down today without the video cameras and without <laughs> the the need to make a video and just sat and went through my second roll with the lab box. And it was almost like a meditative um, mm. experience. You know, I, I just got all of the, the chemicals ready. 
loaded the film and and just sat there cranking every you know every 20 seconds or so for for 10 seconds and and it was it was almost meditative i i found that it was so much more fun and i have you ever used the patterson bag and no no i mean that yeah. was the lab box was the first time i ever developed anything oh wow so, yeah. so that's that's even better i mean i used the patterson bag and i know a lot of people like them and i, don't, I definitely don't want to necessarily knock them mm. because they've been the way for people it's been a great entry but i i feel as though the lab box is just for me exactly what i was waiting for um yeah. so really I, I thank you for for telling me about it and yeah, I, the whole bag yeah. blindly yeah. Doing, i just like i just yeah, did not interest me. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah well, you you watched my video from four years ago, right? I yeah. mean that that they, it it wasn't a lot of fun. Um, and but the lab box is. It's almost it's as, as easy almost as loading. <laughs> You've just watched me load my first film in in, in my Yashka for four years, putting it in the wrong wrong end of the camera and everything. So I shouldn't really say it's as easy as loading the film, but mm. it's it really is a. a a very easy process, so I'm, I'm really happy with it. And I, I've got some some nice photos coming out of it, so it's all good yeah. stuff. I like it because, well, I know the Patterson's kind of portable, but this is very portable. Yeah. And I do the continuous. I can only fill it halfway up. Yeah. And I do the continuous uh, agitation, so yeah. I don't have to worry about timing and all that. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. And it's great because we have a dog, and, you know, while I'm doing it, He's getting into something, so yeah. I have to pick up the box while I'm cranking and yell at him, <laughs> you know, while I'm cranking around, yeah. you know, agitating, agitating. Yeah. So I can, you know, I can move around and do other things. Because yeah. it takes, you know, like I did a roll a couple nights ago, and it, and it was called for 12 minutes. Yeah. Cranking, yeah. which isn't that bad, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it'd be, oh my God, 12 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but with the crank thing, yeah. uh, they added extra mm, the optional crank. yes yeah um that um yeah it wasn't that bad at all mm. and uh it went by fast yeah, yeah. does your yeah. crank squeak as you yeah if, yeah it makes a really it's a bit no annoying squeak isn't yeah. it? um so yeah brilliant stuff though so you're you're doing sort of just over half is i guess you're having to um to send your color film to the lab yeah. right yeah so recently i've been doing more black and white because i wanted to develop practice yeah. developing so i'm doing more black and white now um, but yeah, I, I just go to Yodabashi here yeah, yeah. and, and just, I have one developing right now. Yeah. It takes a long time. Is it, does it really? Well, I get a, I get a, I forgot the English word, um, contact sheet. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so that takes a long time cause I just send it to, it's, I use Kodak, yeah. Ektar. Oh, usually. I see. Yeah. But the contact sheet has to go to Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes another week. Yeah. Well, Fu that, Fuji so. are pretty much, I mean, they, they're like, I, I was looking through the, a scanning of my original um, manual for my Yashka. And the, at the end, it's got the films that you can use with, the, you know, it's like a list of recommended films. Mm. And in there, there was only two that I recognized that I thought initially were still in business, and that's Kodak and Agfa. And I checked, and Agfa actually closed their doors about a year and a half ago as well. Mm. Um, but at the time, Fujifilm was not on that list. So I thought, well, Fujifilm weren't even around making film then. I think it was like 40 years ago when that camera and the manual was made. Um, but I looked, and I actually found that... Um, uh, as 
some companies close their doors. You know, this resurgence of the popularity of film, uh, Fujifilm are actually releasing a, a Mark II of their Neopan film um, <laughs> next week. Across, it, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think, I'm thinking, well, you know, Neopan, I used to use that. It would have been almost 30 years ago now when I first came to Japan. Um, love that film. And they're saying yeah, it's, it's almost grainless. Yeah. So, and the wonderful thing is having spent two or three hours trying to figure out what chemicals I need to process the, uh, with the Fuji chemicals and thinking, oh, I don't really have the space for, for two complete sets of chemicals. I looked online and in the Massive Dev app, and you can develop it with the DDX that we've been oh, using yeah, yeah, as well. So, yeah. yeah, it's all good stuff. Yeah, Acros is my, probably my favorite black and white. Really? And, um, well, they discontinue it. Yeah. Discontinued, not even a year ago. I think. Yeah, but that, that's probably because they knew they were bringing, they were, yeah, they were working on the Mark II. Yeah, going on there. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, so, yeah, I don't know when they're bringing it back, but I heard of they're bringing it back. Yeah, it's, so. um, I've got two rolls ordered. It's, okay. it's supposed <laughs> to be um, November 22nd is the, mm. the, the day the new Mark II version. Uh, here in comes, Japan. Or here, on Japan yeah. here in Japan. Um, I don't know about other countries, but hopefully it'll be a, a widespread thing. Yeah, um, yeah with film, I, I, people, you know, I, in, when I was starting to do film, people were saying, well, you need, it's best to pick a film yeah. that you like, mm. or either black and white or color. And I just can't do that. Yeah. You know, I, I like trying all different films, and, you know, it just depends on my mood. And, yeah. you know, like now I'm like, Ektar is quite nice for color, yeah. or Portra. Yeah. Fuji, I'm not so keen yeah for color yeah. um and for black and white it's acros or i guess triax but mm, mm. triax is kind of yeah i i've the the role that i've got there is is delta 400 iso 400 and i've i last week no earlier this week i uh i that was a delta 100 um the one i did before that was hp5 and there's a there's a definite increase in the the sort of I want to just say resolution, thinking of from a more from a digital perspective, but they're much sharper images with the with the Delta over the HP five. So okay, yeah, I, I just I just use the Delta one hundred as my last one I developed. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's film. I, I like one hundred films or mm. four hundred is very convenient. Mm. Yeah, you know, so um, but I like the one hundred look. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Well. Uh, it's, it really isn't, it's nice to be sitting here talking with someone about film because I, I have been so digital, con concentrated on digital for so long and mm. I love digital. I mean, that, that mm. will all, that will remain my, my main format, but mm. film is just a lot of fun, you know, so it's nice to, nice to chat about it. So in your photography, you, um, and you, you know, your, you coined, I don't know if you coined the phrase, but you referred to your, yeah. I mean, your website's Urban Weird, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, urbanweirdphotography.com, is that? Um, I think it is. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> Urban Weird, yeah. I mean, that whole concept, you, you, you talk about um, on your website you, about the, the Japanese concept of wabi-sabi mm -hmm. and, and how that all ties into to your Urban Weird concept. I'd love to talk a little bit about that. So tell us... Talk a little bit about your, you know, you sent me a, a document and I think you've got this on your website. You were, you were talking about decadence and banality or, or the banal. Um, and I love the way you talk about those things. Can just, just tell, it, tell us, I mean, what, do you, what, do you, what does it mean to you? Well, yeah, I was just writing this down. It was just more of a stream of consciousness mm. kind of thing. So um, I was just trying to figure out 
as many photographers do, trying to figure out their style or their, for me, my philosophy mm -hmm. in photography. So I'm very, I'm very conceptual when it comes to photography. So I was trying to think of, you know, concepts to match with what I've been doing with mm -hmm. photography. And I started with the word weird mm. beginning and what that means. And so I, it comes from literature mm. uh, called New Weird Literature, which is in the beginning of this century. Yeah. It was popular. And it's a really weird urban, kind of urban fantasy, but urban fantasy now it means twilight kind of vampires in the city kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, New Weird is this very, it's very urban cities, either imagined cities or real cities that have some kind of fantasy going through it that's not really real. And it's very strange, mm. but it's normal mm. to the story. And the, the theme of decadence where the city, the city is just decadent. Yeah. It's falling apart yeah. because of um, past, you know, indulgences. And yeah. um, so the city is just, it's kind of feel like the image of dripping, like dripping cities, like mm. the wet and the, you know, the, you know, you can see buildings and the stains of the mm. water and the, and the air con, mm. you know, things like that. So, and Tokyo is very much like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got that concept of decadence of not natural, you know, decadence is not natural. Mm. And, um, and then, and then I got into looking at my photography and I, I really liked photographing just very, very banal uh, scenes, just street corners, mm. street intersections, mm. just storefronts. Yeah. Um, and how that banality fits in with decadence, because they're kind of opposites. Yeah. Okay. Decadence is very against, it's very opulent and, you know, over the top, think of end of Rome, end of Rome is decadent. Mm. And um, but then I was thinking, it's like, well, if you take a photo of something banal, then it's not banal anymore because you're forcing people to actually look at something they would not look at. Mm. They would just pass right through, mm. pass right by, not even notice. Yeah. And so I'm forcing people to look at something like, oh, why didn't I look at that? You know, why did I pass by that? Yeah. You know, and or I ask myself, why did I take a picture of that? <laughs> you know, sometimes when I look at my photos, like, why did I take a picture of that? <laughs> um, but it's, I don't know. I, I, I look at it and it's like, well, that's interesting. So I take a photo of it. Sometimes, not until afterwards, I, I kind of form something around it. You know, mm. like, oh, it's the ge geometry of it. Mm. It's the squares. It's the angles. Yeah. It's the, how they relate to each other. It is the... Um, shadows, of course. Mm, mm. Um, I love doing bright daylight mm. photography because I think that's the most interesting. Mm. Overcast, nothing, I don't know, just yeah. <laughs> nothing, everything just kind of washes out, yeah. Um, so like midday sun is, is great, With the high contrast, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I'm kind of just kind of molding those concepts, and wabi sabi, which is imperfect beauty, mm. um, flaws. Mm. Um, because I, I'm not a perfectionist. Mm. Okay. I, life's too short to be a perfectionist. <laughs> so, um, I, 
I make mistakes, okay, well, you know, I'm not technical photographer. Mm. You know, I learned about that. I learned about that a lot from you. Mm. And, but especially with film, you kind of have to go with, yeah. <laughs> if you, oh, you see something really interesting and you want to take a photo, but you, oh, I forgot to expose yeah. <laughs> you know, correctly. Yeah. Oh, well. And um, I'm, I'm hybrid, so I digitize, yeah. you know. And so well, I, I can fix that in, yeah. in the computer. No yeah. problem. No big deal. Focus. No big deal. Especially with street photography. It's not that big of a deal. Mm. It's a little bit out of focus. So yeah. it just creates interest, yeah. you know, and as to the story. Yeah. So, um, so all that. So Wabi Sabi, the banality of things, and the decadence of the city. And I think of the city as a, as a living being. Mm. And humans are just part of it. Mm. It's just incident. They're just incidental, yeah. you know, part of it. So they're in the image. They're not the main focus of, of an image, you know, unless I'm yeah. doing straight photography, street photography. Yeah. 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 I like the, the way you, um, you talked about it. You, you have the, the mathematical symbols of with decadence equals and is the opposite of yeah. banality. And yeah. I just, I thought that that was pretty cool because, and I totally understand what you're saying, you know, the, the way the city is decadent, but it, but then at the same time, it's, it's banal, but mm. is banal really banal or mm. is banal decadence? And it's, yeah. And if you take it, the it banality can... out of context mm. and put it in a frame, mm. you know, yeah. then, you know, there's a, there was a movement called new topographics back yeah. in the seventies. Yeah. Stephen Shore. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, they just took banal pictures, yeah. I mean, just of the street mm. of, you know, and uh, so I got really influenced by, you know, those kind of uh, photographers. And, mm. and when you just take it out of context, it becomes something else. Mm. Uh, so that really interested me. And it's shocking, you know, like, why are you taking a picture of that? Mm. <laughs> so, you know, so that's what I like. And, the, you know, so, you know, the decadence of the city. But people, when I do my tours here, yeah. People are always when I where, where I take them. I take them in out of the way places in the city, yeah. and they're kind of amazed how quiet Tokyo is. Oh, quiet, yeah, I mean, Tokyo is yeah. an extremely quiet city. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so and you you go through, walk through, and everything is kind of normal. Mm. There's nothing special. Mm. About a lot of the city, mm. um, to me, mm. or you know, I mean, to the person who's coming to visiting Tokyo, yeah, I mean, the buildings are interesting and you know all that, but um, it's just how people live in, mm. you know, where I take them. So it's just uh, that kind of banality of something so huge, and people think of bright neon lights and the, yeah. the Shinjuku's and the Shibuyas of of yeah. Tokyo, but that's just yeah. a very tiny part of the city. So. Yeah. Uh, excellent. You know, the audience is going to get a feel for what you're talking about because we're going to look through three of your. Uh, are these all recent images? In, ish. Ish. The oldest one is um, 2017. Okay. So um, two within the last the two years. The other ones are, I think, this year. About mm. within a year. So what I'll do is this, this blog post, if you're listening to this and you have not um, got a a device that is showing you the images that we're talking about, you can go and follow along at mbp.ac slash 685. And that will, uh, that will take you to 
a, a post where I'll put some links in, um, but also I'll have a small gallery with the uh, the three images that we're about to talk to uh, talk about. So tell us a little bit about this first one with the red shoes here, Brian. <laughs> I was just walking. It's in my neighborhood, kind of. Yeah. And I was just walking around the camera mm. uh, with my 35 millimeter film camera. Yeah. And I just saw this guy standing there. I just saw his sneakers, his red sneakers. And I was like, that's funny. It's just a humorous. <laughs> it was just yeah. humorous. Yeah. Um, and I noticed the shape, the angles of the, I don't know what that was. Like a staircase, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, that he's standing behind, and so I just oh, I stopped, and I kind of backed up, and I just kind of framed it. So because I went ahead and saw him, but I was like, okay, that's not so interesting. So I walked yeah. back, <laughs> and um, because he's just looking at his phone or something. Yeah, and so I just yeah, I just took that picture because I thought yeah. it was funny yeah. and the geometry of it. Um, yeah, you, it looks like, like the building is has feet. Yeah, so. yeah. I like the way. You, I mean, these they look like two bricks. Yeah. It's almost similar color to his <laughs> shoes. It's yeah. as though you've got you've got some the other the mirroring of that. Um, but also, yeah, the, as you say, I I like the the geometry. I know that I've seen a lot of your work, and I'm going to put a post a, a I'll put a link in the blog post for people to go and check out your street work at, on your website as well. Um, because much of it is, you know, some of my favorite images are, of your, are yours. Um, like the, the woman with the, uh, with the umbrella that you did the, the, you know, that, and yeah. what was the other one that you did? You have one shot where it's a couple behind a polythene sheet. Was okay, it? Yeah. Uh, uh, they were eating, they were in like a, one of these. Right. Show, yeah. Yeah. That is, that's what, one of my favorite photos <laughs> of all time. I, I absolutely love that. Um, so I definitely urge the the audience to go and check out your work on your website. And that as was well. with uh, Portra. Anybody interested? That was Portra film. And which camera one. was it? The Leica MP. Okay. So what size are they? Are they like medium format or no? Thirty-five mil. Yeah. yeah. The uh, M. It's not the M dash P. That's a digital. The MP. I see. Film. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the Got only it. film one they make. Still. Yeah. They still make it. It's not my. It's not old. It's like two thousand three, yeah. I think. Oh wow. Cameras. Yeah. So tell us about this next one with the the plant. Well, that yeah, that I just noticed the poor plant, yeah. and I don't know. I I guess it comes with the city. I I always think that objects have feelings, and mm. they, you know, like what is that poor plant thinking, and why is he there? Mm. Why is it there? And it looks kind of sad, but then it looks like it has company with all the cracks of the old <laughs> decadent. Yeah building yeah looks like i've gone through a few earthquakes <laughs> yeah and patched up so yeah it was just um it's in shinjuku yeah. area shinjuku ward and i just noticed that i just i focused right in that tree mm. and then i noticed the cracks mm. vertical the verticals yeah of it um and i want to get the sense of the corner yeah like he's just standing on the corner kind of just like Hey, <laughs> yeah. so, I know um, you mean. I I put I put feelings in everything. I I mean, we here at home, my wife and I, we we thank our appliances when we throw them out. Mm. Um, I remember when we moved here to Chofu, she she said, "Did you give the washing machine a hug?" <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I just thought, yeah, because and we do we do it all the time. But yeah, they 
Uh, I, were you consciously sort of framing it so that you could see down the street yeah. here as well? Yeah. 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 It's nice um, having that bit of a view of Tokyo, you know, like you say, the, the, the city and the grayness um, that attracts mm. you to it. Yeah. So in this, it, and yeah, also it's gray, but once you see the little bits of color, they yeah. really pop. Yeah. Yeah. And so even the, just a dirty yellow wall yeah. was, you know, a color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the gray day. So, um, yeah, so that and the blue pot. So, yeah, I'm really with if it depends on what I'm looking for. So, if I'm looking for shapes, yeah, if I'm in the mood yeah. for shapes, yeah, I pop in a black and white. I see. If I'm in the mood for color, then I yeah. see a pop in color. Yeah. Um, if I have the choice of popping in a film, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. 36 scroll, 36 exposures is way too much for me. Mm. I wish there was more 24 exposures. It's actually liberating having these 12 frames. Oh, I know, frame, I love it. Yeah, you know, the medium it. format 12 frames is, is great, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. I do that in oh, half hour. Okay, done. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, just as this another, it's kind of banal. You know, it's just a corner mm. and then just a grungy little street. Mm. But it's interesting because it has that plant. Yeah. I mean, that happens a lot in Tokyo. Yeah, people have their plants out yeah. on the street. Yeah dying <laughs> so <laughs> um and yeah. this was just all by itself and yeah yeah it just wow. it was just oh <laughs> it's lovely so let's take a look at the third one i i know what attracted you to this yeah. so so this is the oldest one this is in 2017 mm. um i don't know where it was in the city but mm. uh yeah the i saw the lamppost and i saw the shadow mm. first mm. i said okay that's It'll be an interesting shot. Then I started looking around to the buildings, the mm. walls in the building. And I noticed the colors and how they're kind of just just forming a flat background, mm. kind of. Mm. You know, with the the mauve building in the back and the kind of okra building yeah. wall next to the post catching the shadow. Yeah. And how the walls are all grungy as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah that's that's mm. your that's your, that's your theme, the decadence. <laughs> yeah. Seeing better days and yeah. had it. That's what I like about I like taking photos of storefronts, old, yeah, rundown storefronts, because they were just probably so proud. Yeah. You know, when they were new and yeah, you know, had their day and they I'm talking about the buildings, not the people. Yeah. And so yeah. and uh they're so proud to be new and, you know, kind of a great life. And now they're all shabby and, you know, they, <laughs> and I really, I think that's really interesting. You know, yeah. this, the stories, I think these it, buildings have, you, you know? that could go for the, the buildings and the owners. Yeah. You, know, sure. so you could be talking about either. Still operating. Sure yeah. I mean, a lot of them are, and they, some of the, some of the people here, they, they they continue to run their restaurants and the, and things until they're like in their eighties and nineties. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Uh, and the the facade doesn't really matter. No, the, uh, the the curb appeal doesn't matter. Right, right. And yeah. yeah, I mean, and I mean, they 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 still have customers every day. Often the same customers two or three times a week, um, because you know it tastes good, or they've they've built a relationship with them, and mm. yeah, it's it's a beautiful society in many ways. And I, and I'm sure that's part of what why you like it here as well. But so, can you give us? three 
pieces of advice for someone that wants to shoot, and I know this is probably going to embarrass you, embarrass you as a question, but compelling street photography, um, because I know that you, you don't really position yourself that way. But um, yeah. can you think of three pieces of advice for someone that wants to shoot street photography? Yeah. Um, the first one is relax, mm. right? Or feel free. Mm. Don't constrain yourselves with the technical parts of photography. Mm. Once I kind of got around that, it was so much more enjoyable. Mm. Yeah. Um, as I said earlier, you know, if you for, if the exposure is not great or it's not correct, it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter. Street photography is about the story. It's not about the sharpness yeah. or it's not about the exposure, mm. really. If Maybe, I mean, like the, it can be really dark and black, you know, yeah. you don't have to show everything in the shadows. Yeah. Um, there's a great quote from Henri Cartier-Bresson, just a great street yeah. photographer. Yeah. And it's kind of snobby. Yeah. He was very wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he said, uh, sharpness is a bourgeois concept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he said, sharpness is boring. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> I truly took that. I, I saw that and it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, basically, when I tell people, especially people from your tours that come mm. in my tour, mm. their wildlife <clears throat> and landscape photography, mm. which is very, you know, sharp, everything is yeah. sharp, sharp, sharp. Yeah. And I told, no, it doesn't have to be here. Don't worry about that. Yeah. If it's out of focus, if it's a little bit blur, it's dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, <clears throat> you know, because everything's moving. Yeah. You know, if people are moving, you're not going to get everything sharp. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. If the exposure is off, is overexposed, that's great. Yeah. It adds that atmosphere. That's the way you took it. That's yeah. the way it is. Um, so, <clears throat> so that's the first thing is just relax. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry about Worry more about the story and the composition. Yeah. And the next one is look. Mm. A lot of street photography is just looking, mm. I mean, like wildlife photography, yeah. right? So, I mean, you're talking people, it's wildlife. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's basically the same thing where you spend a lot of time just looking, just constantly looking, 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 um, just trying to find the interesting, if you're it's just straight up street photography, you're looking at people, mm. if they're doing anything interesting, which is very hard these days because everybody's in their phones. Mm. Um, so you just have to really keep an eye out or people in different groups and different positions um, related to each other, mm. forming shapes mm. or the background yeah. that they're standing in front of, things like that. So you just have to really, really keep your eyes very active. And I say that <clears throat> your eyes should be much more tired than your feet. Yeah. in street photography because you have to constantly look because people are not that exciting most of the time yeah yeah so like what you said in your last <clears throat> interview with ruben you yeah. know you're saying well you've been here for so long that you know japanese the culture is right yeah. the same i mean it's, it's part of you now and yeah people are just aren't that interesting yeah you know yeah. and so i found that too i was like oh my god from boring, you yeah. know, there's suits in there. Yeah. You know, it's just especially in a very a culture that very mm. that regards 
conformity very highly. Yeah. So, you know, it's hard to find something yeah. that really but, draws you. But I, I think from your from your photography, I mean, and and I I've I've of, I've often said that I've got a I've got a big appreciation for street photography. I, I don't do it so much myself, but I do enjoy looking at other people's street mm. photography and and yours especially. And I I think that you know there there is the conformity and the suits and and that and you you build that into a lot of your work and. Yep. There's there's one photograph on your website. I think it's on the one of the main photos at the moment with the the bars in the background that yep. look like the bars on the on the window of of a building, and then a guy standing there in a suit. Yeah. And that is so Tokyo and sort of <laughs> Japan. Um, so and, and I don't mean in a stereotypical way. I mean it's just it's a really nice uh, depiction of of life in Tokyo, and so. When you when you see it and use it that way, it's definitely a, something that I think adds a lot to your photography. Yep. Yeah. The the whole salary man, which I am, I just uh, the horrible life. <laughs> so yeah. um, uh, that interests me because it's it's something I just don't I don't understand it. And I, understand I think there's the also a certain amount here. of banality in there yeah. as well. I mean, <laughs> and that's kind of like a sub project. I always mm. have, you know, the the just the the plight of the salary man yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, excellent. And that you had one more? Was that, oh, yeah. That's two? So this one I've been mentioning throughout. It's like, you know, storytell. So yeah. always think of a story about, because that's the main thing about street photography is a story. It's, it's not the technical, the sharpness. Mm. Um, depends on the person you're photographing. Maybe it's not the composition either. So, um but it doesn't have to be the story that the person is telling. It's the story that you're telling and the story that you can make up. Mm. Like if it's like that photo I was telling about the plant, yeah. I just made that story up, you know, all this, this lonely on the street corner, mm. you know, yeah. lonely plant on the street corner that's like, you know, just discarded. Yeah. Um, and so that's a story that I told myself yeah. uh, about why, you know, I took that photo, that just regular, just, kind of banal photo mm. um, but it has a story if you have a story that you can tell yourself or to somebody or make up a story about it then mm. it becomes more uh, interesting mm. you know so you know i i think that stories are a, a huge part of of many aspects of life i i'm as you as you spoke there i'm recalling a a few weeks ago i um not in my photography, but in my very poor attempt at music, I, um, I, one of the synthesizer softwares that I use brought out a, a version two and it was a free upgrade. So I, I grabbed it. And as soon as I started playing one of the, um, one of the uh, patches or the presets, it was like a really funky sort of um, keyboard. And it, it led me instantly to a, a melody and a rhythm that I'd not really, it's not something I'd done before. And as I, I you know, the short, trying to make this as short as possible for a photography related podcast. <laughs> and I, what happened was, was literally over the course of a few days, this track sort of flooded out of me. And, and I don't mean that in the sort of, it's an excellent track. It's probably crap, but um, I was telling my nephew in England, because we sort of shit, we compare notes on our on our tracks as we work on them, and I was telling him about how I'd made a story 
Um, there's a flute, there's a part in there. There's, there's two main parts, lead parts. One's a screaming guitar and the other is an alto flute. And they sort of, they don't match each other <laughs> at all. But, so I don't have them playing at the same time. But I, I built this story up. I've got this, um, this, the egotistical guitarist who's being forced to keep quiet for most of the track because I, I have a thing about egotistical guitarists. <laughs> so as the band leader in this particular situation, I keep him quiet for most of the time and let him just go yeah. off. But then the, um, the flute player or the flautist, I believe you call them, is, is this like six foot tall, um, slightly overweight guy who's blowing on it way too hard. And, and I, I was literally, I was, I was pushing down on the keyboard. I have a very, an expressive keyboard. And I was pushing down and making it sound as though this guy was just going crazy on this flute. Um, but I built this whole story up and that helped me to form the track. So I think that, you know, it, in many creative pursuits, building a story, and even if it's completely fictional or built on, you know, with photography, more of visual clues. Um, for, in this, I guess it was audible clues. I was I was building a story up and it it helped me to to complete probably probably my it's still like I say I know I'm not brilliant at music but it's um it's probably my best track so far um and a lot of it was about the story that I built into it so it's it, I'm starting to get a bit of an appreciation for that in music as well as mm. photography but story yeah it's totally important and so great point for your third point there to finish on um, so we've talked earlier a, a little about, you know, you mentioned your private street uh, photography tours uh, or, your, you know, your tours around mm -hmm. Tokyo. And I often um, recommend your, your tours to the, the guests that come over for my winter Japan tours. Yeah. And, I mean, I've, I've never heard anything but good things. Everyone always says that they really enjoy the time with you. So... Um, it's definitely worth noting that if anyone is coming to Tokyo and they want to do a tour, um, then take a look at your website. And like I say, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes for this, but it's urbanweirdphotography.com, right? Yep. So um, <laughs> uh, take a look there and there's a link to your tours as well. And they're like, they're like bespoke tours, aren't they? Yeah. You, you ask people what they want to do and yep. then just build something for them. Tell, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so someone just, you know, they, you can do an inquiry they do an inquiry through the website and I have a, a little questionnaire mm. saying, what do you want to like the, the day and the time of day and how long and, um, and what kind of, what do you want to see in Tokyo? Do you want to see traditional temples and shrines? Do you want to see the bright light, big city, you know, Shinjuku, Shibuya, uh, or old school Tokyo, mm. which is probably the most popular. Mm. Or grungy. Yeah. yeah. Well, grungy is kind of, all of them are kind of grungy. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, <clears throat> and so I did that and I, and I respond and then I kind of ask them, you know, because I usually pick them up at the their hotel if it's in the city. I see. Yeah. Where they're staying. And that kind of helps me, okay, we got the stops. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, from, the, from there. And... <clears throat> Um, then I create an itinerary based on what our email, you know, we email and uh, I create a kind of rough itinerary mm. about what we can do uh, based on what they want to see. Mm. Um, very rough times. And the itineraries are always flexible, even during that day. If they want to change, it's fine. You know, it doesn't matter. Mm. <clears throat> or if they want to, if they 
you know, in the meantime, they found something else about Toku they want to see. Mm. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, so nothing's ever set in stone. Or, you know, if they, if they don't... Because with the city, the city is very unpredictable. So I, if we go to some place and it's not busy, you know, it's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, so I, I or, you know, they will maybe will think of something else on the, on the fly yeah. Yeah. to yeah. go someplace else. Because you see, I can't, I, you know, I can't, can't yeah, yeah. something interesting right, <laughs> happening. Right. Um, yeah. So, like, uh, you know, I usually take a lot of people to Sugamo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cute. That's the old, old people. Yeah, Granny's Harajuku. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, just, it's just a very, very cute. Yeah. Very There's friendly. a nice temple down there as well, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's great for street photography on the weekends. But yeah. Because they're, they're old, you yeah. know, it's a, they're all old people that. It's the place to be if you're 65 or older. Yeah. And the shops are great and very interesting. And yeah. The red underpants stores. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's, they, people usually really like that. It's just mm. a very short up and down yeah. the street, you know. But if it's a certain time of day, then, you know, it's late. They all go, you know, they're, they're, they're older. You know, yeah, they they've got to go home. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... So that's like part of the old school. It's an old school Tokyo because it's mm. up in the the upper rim of the Yamanote Loop train line, yeah. which is not very touristy at all. And it's very old school yeah. part of the city. So I usually take people, usually the people want to see non, because they can do their tourist, the big touristy things on their own. Yeah, yeah. They just want somebody to take them someplace where they wouldn't well, do think some, of. Something so. different, something yeah. that a lot of people, I mean, it's... um. It's it's important to try and see the I don't know the hidden parts of a city, and that's what a lot of people ask me. They they'll say, um, you know, what can I go? I, I don't want to just do the regular tourist stuff. And I the the first thing I will say is, well, you're asking the wrong person because I don't do any of it really. <laughs> um, but that's why I enjoy, or I I'm I'm grateful in many ways for the fact that you do these tours. Um, and there's also um, um, Tokyo Times, uh, Lee Chapman, um, mm -hmm. who I've also uh, interviewed as well. He's started to do similar tours. So now that now there's two people. So if you can't do one, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I can ask Lee as well. But um, you both do uh, street photography, sort of the, the, the hidden aspects of Tokyo mm -hmm. that people would like to see, but really don't know uh, how to where, to where to look. Yeah, because um, Tokyo can be very daunting if you don't know. Yeah. I mean, once you're here, you're like, oh, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, it's a 13 million population, yeah. right? I mean, it's it's a huge city. Mm. Um, but it, it also, people don't realize that it also spreads way back into the mountains. And so, yeah. you know, the 23 wards is the is the the, the busy area. Mm -hmm. um, I live on one of the first cities to the west of the wards. But if you keep going along the train lines here, you go into the countryside and into the mountains. And so and you're still part of Tokyo. And it's still part of Tokyo. Yeah. So but um yeah, so the we talked about your uh your website, uh so I, people know where to go to find you. Mm -hmm. Do you do you do Instagram and stuff like that as well? Yeah. 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 So I, I'll get some links from your from, I imagine there's links on your website. Yeah. yeah. Um it's well, Instagram's mainly. Um, it's urban weird photo. Mm, urban weird photo. Um, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> I just kind of have a problem with algorithms controlling what. Yeah. 
I can do. Yeah. <laughs> it just really yeah. bugs me. So um, <clears throat> I don't post often. Yeah. I have spurts. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just hate putting in the hashtags. Oh, yeah. I yeah. hate it. Well, I mean, so. you know, I, I put a few in when I do Instagram, and I do it in spurts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't go crazy on the hashtags. Mm-hmm. I, to, to be honest, if someone's already following me, I, then they'll maybe take a look. If they're not, I'm not overly concerned about trying to reach a huge audience. Mm-hmm. I just want the people yeah. that are interested mm-hmm. to, to be able to see some of my work. So, um, you know, I'm sure that uh, some of the, uh, the audience will check it out. And, yeah, and but I don't do Twitter it. so much. I'm on there, but I don't. I don't use it so much. And, um, I do have a Facebook page for yeah. Urban Weird Photography, but it's kind of, I'm not a social person. <laughs> I'm not really. So, I, um, I should take a photo of you rolling your eyes here. <laughs> so it's just, um, yeah, Instagram is probably the most, uh, okay. you know, but the most active. Yeah, but I would definitely recommend that people go and check check out your website, though. Um, just even if you only look at the street photography part, although there's obviously a lot more to it, um, I I really enjoy looking at your your work, and I uh, I, I guess we'll wrap up. We'll go and get something to eat. Um, <laughs> but uh, Brian, thanks so much for coming over today and for for your time, and uh, I've I've really enjoyed talking. Well, sure, my pleasure. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Just a quick reminder that you can see the images that we spoke about and the links, etc. in the blog post at mbp.ac slash 685. So please go and check that out. Thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure uninterrupted delivery. If you have a moment to rate this podcast or leave us a review in iTunes, that helps to keep us relevant in the huge number of podcasts out there now. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram and links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com, so do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode, but in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye.